You are listening to Big Things Done Podcast, turning ideas into action. Well, welcome everyone to episode number 16 of the Big Things Done podcast. My name is Andrew Glover. I am your host, and I am excited to be here today on part two of our series on turning ideas into action. Yep, that little tagline that you just heard right in the intro, we're going to talk about that. And we actually did a little bit on the first part of the series, Ideas to Action. We laid out the step-by-step things that you need to do to be someone who doesn't just talk about ideas, but actually takes them and puts them into action, puts them into practice and does something with them. We talked about how that is so rare in our society and the purpose of this podcast and the whole reason I am spending my time to make this podcast and this content is to help people solve problems, whether that's in their personal life, in their organization, in their community, and that all comes by being a leader who can do big things. But guys, before we dive into the content for today's episode, I want to share with you two quick announcements I'm very excited about. Number one, Next Big Things Done podcast show is going to be my second interview on the podcast. Super excited. And let me tell you what, you are not going to want to miss this one because after I got done interviewing this person, I left the studio ready to go literally do anything and everything that I wanted to do. I'm interviewing a gal who has started her own fitness gym in the San Antonio area. Her name is Allison Galvan, and she has an incredible story of just how to take an idea, something she was passionate about, and how she turned that into her own business that is doing really well. And it's an extremely exciting story. She has an awesome perspective, and I guarantee you, you are going to leave the episode inspired and encouraged and just ready to go do whatever it is you have your sights set on. So don't miss next episode. You are going to love it. The second announcement is that during this summer break from dental school, which is probably the only break I'm ever going to have in dental school, so I have been enjoying it immensely. But over this break, I have been busy creating a leadership course. I've been busy figuring out how to create additional content that can complement the podcast episodes. And one of the ways that I have been inspired to do that is to create a course that trains new leaders. This comes from me remembering those days when I was a lieutenant in the Air Force and just having no idea of what to do when I stepped into a new leadership position. You know, I remember feeling lost and confused and literally I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Like, who was I supposed to talk to? What questions was I supposed to ask? How do I know if I'm a successful leader? Like, what were the things that I had to do and focus on? to make sure that I was going to be a successful leader in the weeks and months to come. And as I reflected on that, I realized that there's not a lot of material out there that addresses that specific issue, how to start your leadership position from day one. So that's what I'm focusing the content of the course around, is how to be a leader from the day you walk into a leadership position. The course content is mainly geared for new leaders, whether you are new to a leadership position, maybe you've been a leader for a little bit, or you're thinking about being a leader in the future, this course will provide you with knowledge and information and practical things that you can do literally from the moment you walk into your leadership position that will help establish you as a successful leader. It's based on my personal experience in the military and the civilian world. 
And I'm excited to share that with anyone who wants to learn how to be a successful leader, especially those who've never done it before. I'll be providing more details about the course in the upcoming episodes. It's about three quarters of the way complete. And right now the plan is to have it be released by the end of August of 2018. I will be hosting the course on the website called Udemy, which is an online learning platform that anyone can access. And I will be sending out the latest updates through email as well as on the podcast. So to ensure that you have the most up-to-date information as well as to share this course with maybe someone you know who would love to take this and benefit from it, make sure you're subscribed to my email list. Go to bigthingsdonepodcast.com, our website. Go down to the bottom of the homepage and you can subscribe right there. All right, so that's enough about my conquests and adventures of this summer. Let's dive into the content for today. And specifically today, we're going to pick up kind of where we left off from part one of the series on ideas to action. In part one, we talked about the three things that you need to do if you want to take an idea and turn it into action, right? Number one is that you had to have a passion for it. It had to be more than just an idea out in the sky. You actually had to live it, had to embody it and be passionate about that idea, The second thing was that you had to identify and go after your resources. Big things don't just happen. You have to have resources, whether that's time or money or skills in order to go do those things. And you need to make that a priority. And the last thing is that you actually just have to do. You actually just have to go out and take the first step, the second step, however small that might be. We talked about breaking down your tasks from the macro level down to the micro level and how important that is in visualizing and keeping that in front of you. Today, I want to take those concepts and approach it from a little different angle. Today, I want to talk about what holds us back, what keeps us from being able to do big things in our life. And this is going to be primarily based on my experience in the military, in dental school, in the civilian world as a program management consultant. And I'm going to share those lessons I've learned and the things I've done in my life that will maybe resonate with you. And my goal is that you find some concept or some something in this episode that you can relate to. And you can say, you know what, I feel that exact same way. And in each one of those scenarios, I'm going to give you tools, tactics, or mentalities that you can employ right away to be able to overcome that fear or that anxiety or just whatever it is that's holding you back. So let's get started. When I think about what holds me back from doing big things, there are four things that really stand out to me The first thing is something that we've already kind of talked about. It revolves around a lack of interest. Have you ever experienced a time where you were super passionate about something and and there was an idea or a concept or a business plan that you just really wanted to go after and make happen? And then maybe a week or two went by and you kind of lost interest and somebody might have even come up to you and asked you, hey, how's that plan going? Or how's that new thing that you wanted to go do? And, And you say, oh, yeah, you know, it kind of never really worked out or or I kind of lost interest. Have you ever had that happen to you? Because I know it's, it's happened to me a lot. You know, one thing I've realized is that we all have big things we want to go do and it's easy to get excited about them, but it's also really easy to lose interest very quickly. And so one of the ways that I've found to make sure that I'm actually interested and passionate about something that I want to go pursue, and I'm talking more than just like an in-the-moment type of passion or feeling, I'm talking about an interest and a passion that is sustaining, something that will last through difficult times and will get you through not only starting your big thing, but all the way through your journey to the actual completion of your big thing. And one of the ways that has really helped me ensure that I have solid interest in what I'm doing is to purposefully distance myself from my idea. 
I had the idea for this podcast back in October of 2017. And I started kind of putting some ideas together. I started figuring out what I needed and I felt really passionate about it. But every once in a while, I would start to kind of lose interest or maybe start thinking about other things. And as I kept thinking about the podcast and, and what I wanted to do and, and how, what the challenge would be, I realized that I need to determine, is this something I am passionate about or not? And so what I decided to do was over my Christmas break, which was about two weeks long, I decided to completely forget about and not even think about my podcast. And it ended up working out perfectly because my wife and I flew to Germany over Christmas to spend some time with our great friends who are stationed out in Germany. And I gave myself two weeks to not even think about the podcast. And when I came back after those two weeks and I started to think about the podcast again, every passion and every desire that I had was was almost doubled, right? And I, I had such a greater passion and interest in going after the podcast that I knew this is something more than just a fleeting passion or desire. This is something I'm interested in, something that will sustain me even through times when it doesn't seem like it's a lot of fun or I don't feel like I'm being successful. This is something I'm interested in, I'm passionate about, and I want to go do. So I want to encourage you next time that you're interested in something, take a step back, purposely give yourself one or two weeks just to not even think about it. Come back to it a week or two later, see how you feel about it. Are you passionate about it the same as you were when you started or have you kind of lost interest or is there something else that you might want to focus on instead? That's been a huge help for me in maintaining my interest in my big thing. The second thing that hinders us often from going out and doing big things is a lack of resources. And, you know, we talked about this already actually last episode when we talked about making your resources your priority. One of the things that's really frustrating for many people, myself included, is that when we want to go do something big, we oftentimes have to be patient, or it oftentimes means that we have to go do something else to get resources in order to be able to go do our big thing. You know, I remember working in the system program office as an acquisition officer. There was a brand new stealth material that we wanted to develop and apply on the B2. Uh, This was going to make a lot of sense from a stealth perspective. It was also going to reduce the workload to the maintainers, so it was going to be easier to maintain and fix. There was all sorts of great benefits that I could think about with this new material that we wanted to put on the B2. Now, while it sounded like a good idea to me, when I went to go get my approval for the project, the approval authority basically came back and told me that there wasn't enough justification to make this project worth spending millions of taxpayer dollars on. And I was pretty disheartened because in order to make this project that was kind of my dream, in order to bring it to life, I was going to have to go invest a lot of time and energy to do a lot of groundwork and research to really justify why this program should be in existence. You know, I had to do research on the materials and and are there different materials out there that we could use instead and what were the benefits going to be and actually figuring out and crunching the numbers of from a stealth perspective, how beneficial is it going to be and how many maintenance man hours are we going to save for the maintainers? And I got really discouraged because I had to go get all of these resources to make my dream happen. But what I didn't realize at the time was that by going out and getting those resources, I was actually doing my big thing. I was actually making progress towards my goal. 
And so I want to encourage you, if resources are something that are getting in your way, you know, maybe you don't have enough time, maybe you need more money, maybe you need to wait and get a degree, whatever that is, don't be disheartened and think that you're not accomplishing something because getting your resources is part of the deal. You have to do that first in order to accomplish your big thing. That's oftentimes what keeps people out of the race from doing something big because they don't have the courage or the discipline to actually go after and get those things. So don't lose heart if resources are something that are hindering you. Embrace that as part of the process and make it a priority. The third main thing that hinders us from taking an idea and turning it into action is the fear of failure. And when I think about the fear of failure, there's actually kind of two subdivisions to this. And that's why I said in the beginning, there are actually four things that keep us from from doing big things. And so I'm going to go through each one of these individually. When you think about the fear of failure, obviously, that's just being afraid or scared of not succeeding, right? Of doing something and failing at it. And as I analyze it, and as I've thought about this from my personal experience, there are kind of two aspects to this. From a fear of failure standpoint, the first thing that really comes to mind is there's a personal aspect to it. I don't know about you, but I hate losing. I don't want to lose anything, right? I am competitive at board games. I am competitive at school. I am competitive in the gym. Like everything I do, I want to win. And I'm sure you're probably the same way in certain aspects of your life. And so for me, when I want to go out and do something, sometimes I find myself asking, how am I going to live with myself if I fail? It's just a personal thing for me. I don't like failing. You know, a great example of that is actually this podcast. You know, my wife can attest to the fact that I literally almost did not release the first episode of the podcast. I was minutes away from deleting the episode and returning my microphone and just calling it quits. You know, and and I realized that the reason I almost hung it all up was because I kept convincing myself that I wasn't going to succeed, you know, that I wasn't going to have a thousand downloads for my first episode. And so therefore I shouldn't even bother wasting all of my time and energy putting this podcast together. I'm just going to fail. Why, why waste the time? And I realized that when it comes to my personal fear of failure, oftentimes that fear is rooted in an unrealistic expectation. You know, I thought that in order for me to be successful, I needed to have about 500 to 1,000 downloads per episode, right? And, and like, and I, I thought that I had to have that immediately on my first episode. And the bottom line is, in reality, that's absolutely unrealistic. That never happens. Even for the most successful podcasts, initially, they don't have 500 to 1,000 downloads, right? They have a lot less than that initially. And so the best way to combat that is just to take a sober reality check and make sure your expectations are realistic. Now, I'm not saying that you should lower your standards. I'm not saying that you should make your dreams smaller. Not at all. You just need to understand what the logical expectations are, especially for when you start out. You shouldn't expect wild success on your first attempt at whatever you're trying to do. So make sure you don't extinguish your own flame through your own unrealistic expectations. And this is where I think getting a mentor or some advice from somebody who's done it before is extremely helpful. They can help set realistic expectations for you because they've already done it. And so if that's something you're struggling with, go find somebody who's done what you're doing or something similar and get their advice, get their opinion so that you can cage what your expectations are and continue going after your big thing. 
The second aspect from a fear of failure standpoint, right? Fear of failure being one of the things that holds us back from going out and doing something big with our life. The second aspect to that is more of a social perspective. You know, let's just be real. You and I care a lot about what other people think, right? And we hear all the time, it doesn't matter what other people think. You can go do what you want. And and that's really easy to say, and that's a great mantra to have. But in reality, we absolutely care about what other people think about us, right? That might be our family, might be our spouse, might be our friends, our classmates. It doesn't matter. Whoever we're hanging around with, you and I, we care about what other people think about us. And instead of trying to reject it, let's just embrace that fact right off the bat and say, yeah, we do care about what other people think about us. That's probably one of the biggest things for me when it comes to doing something big is I'm concerned about what my friends and my family will think about me if I fail. And one of the biggest things that has helped me overcome this fear of kind of the social pressure of what other people will think about me if I fail is to recognize and honor the fact that I am the only one out here actually doing something. Let's just be really honest with each other for a second. Social media and the internet and the way our society is and the way our world is today, it allows everyone on the planet to literally say whatever they want, right? And and literally think whatever they want, which is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But we need to recognize that because anyone can say anything they want, it kind of becomes a little more meaningless. And at the end of the day, when it really comes down to what matters, what matters is what you've actually done, not what you've said. And I think it's important to remember that very few people have actually done what you're probably trying to do right now. If everyone is doing it, it's probably pretty easy and you're probably not scared to do it. You have a fear of failure because you've never done it before and it's not super easy. Not a lot of other people have actually done it. Take pride in that and the fact that you are differentiating yourself from everyone else around you because you're actually trying to do something. You're trying to make something better. You're trying to improve someone's life or the organization or a process. Take pride in that. You know, I remember very distinctly being a lieutenant at Whiteman Air Force Base during a nuclear exercise where we actually load B-2s with nuclear weapons and we practice going to nuclear war. It's a pretty surreal couple of weeks when we do these exercises. And during the middle of the generation process, where we are ultra-focused, we got a tasking to take two of the aircraft out of our lineup, move them to a different section of the flight line, and load them with different munitions. And, you know, this is something that's never been done before. This is something that, you know, is not spelled out in a procedure. And and when you're in the world of nuclear weapons, everything has a procedure, and you follow it to the T. And so we had to figure out, how are we going to adapt to this new tasking? And as we kind of sat around and tried to think about this, you know, there were leaders who way outranked me sitting in the room with me. And and I remember coming up with a plan with a couple of my senior enlisted guys who were super smart and kind of helped me figure out what to do. And I remember standing up and saying, okay, I think I have a plan. I think I know what to do. And everyone kind of turned around and said, all right, let's, let's hear it. Let's do it. So I put together a slideshow and, and presented a plan. And I was so nervous and afraid that when I presented this plan, the senior leaders and everyone else in the room was going to shoot holes in it. And they were going to say that it was a terrible plan. And I was worried what they were going to think about me as a young officer. You know, these people could promote me or, or put me into a really bad position based on how well I did. I was really scared. And I remember getting done with the briefing and it went okay. It, it, the plan ended up going pretty close to as I planned it. There were a couple things that needed to change and for very good reason. 
And I remember getting done with the briefing and feeling awful because I felt like everyone had shot holes in my plan and, and it wasn't perfect, right? And I didn't deliver exactly how I thought it was going to go. And I remember there was a squadron commander who I really respected. He came up to me right afterwards and said, great job briefing. And I said, not really. Everybody shot holes in my plan. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, well, you're the only one who actually had a solution. And that counts for way more than anything else. And that moment really stuck with me that, yeah, you know what? You're right. At least I was out here doing something and trying to make a change. Was it perfect? No, of course not. It's never going to be perfect. But at least I did something. What did anyone else do? Nothing. They talked. And just to be clear, I say that with a very heavy dose of humility because it's not about you being better than somebody else. That's not the point. The point is to take pride in the fact that you're actually doing something. You are one of the few people who is actually putting an idea into action to make a difference. That's what it's all about. Take pride in what you are doing and let that encourage you, motivate you, inspire you to keep pressing forward and making a difference because that's what really changes the world. People who actually do, not people who talk. Guys, that's going to wrap up the show and the content around turning ideas into action. There are four things I think hold people back, and this is based on my experience especially, and really keep us from doing big things in our lives. You know, there's losing interest and having passion in something and then kind of letting it die out and, and not pursuing something. We talked about how distancing yourself from your idea for a little while can be a great test to see if you actually have the true passion and desire to pursue something. You know, we talked about a lack of resources and how oftentimes being patient and accepting that resources are part of the process can help sustain you to accomplish your big thing. You know, we talked finally about the fear of failure and we kind of divided that up into two areas with the, the fear of failure from a personal side, just wanting to win and not being able to live with yourself if you fail. And we talked about making sure that you're setting realistic expectations for yourself for whatever it is you want to go do. And we also talked about the fear of failure from kind of a social aspect too. We're oftentimes afraid of what people are going to think about us when we fail and one of the best ways to combat that is to remember that you're at least someone out here doing something, and that is so rare in our society, in our world. I guarantee you it's going to be respected. Even if you fail, you will be respected as someone who at least is trying to do something. Thank you guys so much for your tuning in, for your listenership and your support. Make sure to follow me on Instagram as I continue to post motivational content uh, on there as well as on Facebook. Make sure to sign up for the email list as well to stay up to date with the latest on some of the content that I'm rolling out. You can sign up at bigthingsdonepodcast.com. We'll talk to you guys again soon. And until next time, keep doing big things. Big things.